Welcome to Yoga Wisdom. Questions about how to live your yoga in daily life answered by Integral Yoga founder Sri Swami Sachidananda. looks like one contributes the other to the other it all starts really with fear if you don't get what you want or if you even before the fear the desire to cling on to things then you say oh i'm afraid of losing it or I'm afraid of, I may not get it. It's something, wanting, wanting something. That causes the fear. Dhyayate vishayan pumsa sangaste shupajayate. Sangat sanjayate kamaha kamat krotho vijayate. It's a beautiful sequence in the Bhagavad Gita. Dhyayato Vishayan Pumsaha. First, you think of something. Just a thought. I must get it. Then the attachment comes. You think of something nice. You think of it. Then how about getting it? That I always wanted that. <laughs> See, until you think of that, you never even knew that there was something like that. Then when you see it, really nice one. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> See, you never even thought of it. Then you, the moment you say, as if you have been longing to get it since the since birth. Kama, kama, kama. That means attachment. I want to get it. Think of it. I want to get it. Then, if I don't get it, I'll have to find some scapegoat who really made it not possible for me to get it. Somebody. Either something or somebody. He is the problem. That is the problem. Somehow, you, you wanted to get it and say, oh, oh, I should have kept that money. I could have gotten it. That guy borrowed it from me. See? You get angry with that guy. He didn't come and rob it from you. You gave it to him. Maybe at 20% interest. Then because you thought of buying something and you didn't have the money, you get angry. That guy borrowed it from me. Kamat Kroto Vijayati. Krodam. The anger comes in. Krodhat Bhavati Sammoha. When the anger comes, it gets really deluded. 
So the mind is not functioning anymore properly. It's in a delirium. Samoha. Samoha Smriti Vibramaha. When you get into that kind of situation, you lose all your memory, all your mind. Then Smriti Pramsat Buddhyanaso. Then you lose even your discriminating faculty. Buddhyanasat Pranasyati. That means what is next? He dies. That's all. He, he collapses and dies. It all started with one little thing. A thought. It really sparked. <laughs> God, are you doing something, God, after that? Huh? A thought. That's why we say, beware of what you think. Don't let thought comes from your mind at random without your huh, approval, without your control. Sometimes we say a word huh, is a bird. It comes out from the cage. Huh? But once you let it out, you cannot whistle it back comfortably. There's an old proverb, a word is a bird. Once let out, you cannot whistle it back. It just goes, that's all. It travels around the world. But even the word is based on your thought. So thinking, we have to learn to think properly. Even the thought should not come without your knowledge. You should learn to know even before the thought begins to come up. Control it. Discipline it. Check it out. And if you cannot at least control the word. Huh? And even if you cannot that, then the deed. Huh? Thought, word and deed. Manasha, vacha, karmana. Huh? You think, then you say it, and then you act. Huh? The best way to limit it, arrest it, is even when the thought itself, or the thought itself. If not, at least let it not express as word. Even if that comes out, stop acting on it. The person could keep control of this. There's nothing to be afraid of. And there's no fear, no anger. All our anger is caused by the fear. 
And then the depression follows. So either you do it yourself by your own intelligence, by your own analytic way, like because I think, then I express it into words and action, and then because of my want, I am afraid of either not getting it, or even if I get it, the fear of losing. So think of it, analyze yourself, reflect on it. That is a direct way. You don't need any, any, anybody's help. But when you cannot do that, when you don't have that kind of discriminative, analytic mind, then there is a blessed person whom you call God. Put it on him completely. Him or her, it doesn't matter. Yeah, could get God there and say, God, you created me. You know what I should have. You know what I need. If I don't get it, probably you think that I don't need it. So when I need, you get it. You give it to me. When I don't need it, you take it away. So why should I worry about it? And that is what the devotional approach, bringing God into our life helps a lot. Because sometimes when we want to do it directly by ourselves, uh, our capacities seem to be limited. We cannot do it, everything by ourselves, because at least you can do it, but you think you are little. So that itself limits you. Oh, I am a mortal. Huh? I am a sinner. Huh? Oh boy, the worst thing in life. To put yourself down like that. So because we put ourselves down, we lose all our capacity to do it. So then only way is, yes, I'm a mortal. I'm a limited person. Why not I put myself in the hands of an unlimited energy? God. That's where the devotional approach comes in, which is more easier. Anybody can easily do it. Trust God. Put complete faith in God. God, you know what I need. Didn't you prepare my food even before I came out of my mother's womb? Ask God. Did you prepare food for you before you came out of the womb? No. Did your mother do that? No. Did your father do that? Neither the mother, nor the father, nor the friends, relatives, nobody was interested in that. <laughs> but somebody who thought, yes, there is a little bellow fellow going to jump out. <laughs> as soon as he comes out, he is going to cry and try to suck something. <laughs> he might be terribly hungry. <laughs> So, I have to feed him. So, as soon as the 
The person gets into the womb, he prepares for the food. It's not overnight he made the food. He started making, preparing the food for all the eight months, nine months. So as the boy came out, the food was ready. That itself is the proof how interested God is in your welfare. There is an old saying, Kalinul terekkim, karupayal muttakkim, pullunavu alittu kakkum punithan. A Tamil saint said, Kalinul terekkim. Just two days back, uh, I saw a, a little documentary about, uh, I don't know, some of you might have, in the discovery, uh, Mr. Clark, somebody, Clark. Uh, unusual things, uh, mysterious things in life. And he showed that somebody just picked up a rock. It's a nice solid rock. But when he lifted up, it looked like light, not heavy. How could this big rock be this light? Is it hollow inside? Let me see it. He broke it. Once he broke that, in that cavity, there was a little frog alive. Living frog. Kalinul terakum. And this is a new discovery for these people. How can this frog go into that and live there when there is not even a single hole in it's all pale. It's a new big discovery in the West. But thousands of years before, the great saints sang God, God, you fed that little frog in the rock, <laughs> inside the rock. Kalinul Terakum. They call it Terai. They don't call it frog. Because it's a very pale frog. It's frog family, but pale because no light. I don't know how it survived. Indian sculptors knew it very well. Very often they bring a huge rock to sculpt an image. At some point when they break it, there, there a frog jumps out. Who fed it? How did it survive? All your scientific brain cannot find an answer for it. There was another great discovery now, big article about. I think the other day, Premananda brought it and showed it. Is it the Times? New York Times? New York Times, that Sunday edition. Cleone, I don't know where you read that. All the uh, little child pro prodigies. Ah, huh. some newspaper doesn't matter. Child prodigies. Even 18 months. 
and that child was solving some mathematical problem to the father. <laughs> Three-year-old playing cello in the Philharmonic <laughs> concert in Philadelphia. He grew up a little because he couldn't carry the cello. And there was another boy, an Indian boy, Bala, huh? Amitti. He's, he's a doctor. <laughs> At the age of six, seven, huh? he tells people how to operate, how, what kind of medicine to recommend. And this is a big surprise, and they are trying to find out why, how it happened. And for you, yogis, it's very simple. It's just reincarnation, that's all. They lived all that life, and when they were born anew, that gate was totally not closed. So some some old informations leaked out. Child prodigy. That's a, that's a different part. We are talking about the. The, the frog in the rock. <laughs> See, that proves that there is an unseen force, a cosmic intelligence, which you call God, seem to be taking care of everything, every minute. The old saying, Lord, without you, even a, a minute speck cannot move. Thrunam is the, the minutest. One millionth of an atom, probably. Even that cannot move without you, sir. If we have that kind of faith, if we fully recognize that fact, Nothing to worry, nothing to be afraid of. So go to the root cause of the fear and the anger. When it comes, of course, you can do it, as Ramananda said, you can do alternate breathing. Even that, when you are really angry, then <laughs> Huh? His fellow said, it's time, 8.30. He said, 8.30, he'll come. It's 8.40, 8.45, 8.50, now he's not coming. So the prevention is the best way. Thanks for listening to this Integral Yoga Multimedia Podcast. We hope you'll subscribe. For more information on Sri Swami Satchidananda and Integral Yoga, please visit us online at integralyoga.org.